0: What's going on guys? It is week 2 of your fantasy football playoffs. This is the SGPN Fantasy Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and we're presented to you by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, Winbet has exactly what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and you get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgalingpodcast.com, bashless, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Mini Helmet Contest. The SGP Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving one away for free. Just go to sportsgalingpodcast.com, Backslash helmet. That's sportsgalingpodcast.com, bashless, helmet. And football bingo is back. I played that during Thanksgiving. It was a lot of fun. This time it's the NFL Christmas Day slate. Free to play, and every bingo gets a $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, welcome in, guys. My name is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. Uh, Make sure you give the show a follow, and uh, follow all SGPN Network's shows. We have a lot of different things going on. Um, Every sport you can think of, World Cup just finished up. Um, Brad is FF Urban Bourbon Dude, not Urban Dude. Maybe that's another (laughs) guy. Um, But he's also Winnie's Warrior, and we want to talk to you about that real quick. Brad, take it away.
1: Yeah, hey, look. It's Christmas time, it's the time for giving, it's a time for sharing, but it is also those times for Christmas freaking miracles. My neighbors have a three-year-old who was diagnosed with leukemia here recently, and they found out about five day, four or five days ago that she is now officially in remission. They have tons of medical bills, I'm sure some of you can relate to that. So if you are still looking for ways to give back, take a look at caringbridge.org and search up Winnie Volnogle. Uh, it's V-O-Winnie, uh, W-I-N-N-I-E and Volnogel, V-O-L-L-N-O-G-L-E. Uh, there's links in there to their GoFundMes. There's a planner and all the different, you know, you can send them groceries, stuff like that. So please take a look at that. But if anything, if you can't, Make sure you give your loved ones a hug, a kiss, tell them that you love them because you never know uh, when something like that can happen. So uh, now we're, we got that out of the way. Let's, let's get to football.
0: Yeah. Congrats, Winnie uh, mom, dad, everybody. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that Brad and uh, everybody, uh, Brad, you can go and do that name and uh, fix that ticker <laughs> there. Um, but uh, I uh Trevor Lawrence or Purdy tonight, I'm still going Trevor Lawrence. He's the he's so hot right now. Um, you know, like uh, like uh, Hansel, um, he's so hot right now. And uh, Purdy is you know Purdy's the safe floor guy, and I don't mind that pick. Um, 200 yards, two TDs. If that's okay for you, go for Purdy because Trevor Lawrence does have a range. He could go out there, have something happen to the toe. You could see something. Um, you could see uh 400 you know 400 yards and four TDs like last week or you could see, you know, a a lower performance, but I like, I like Lawrence. I still think he offers a safe floor just because he's, he's running the ball. He's, he's throwing the ball 30 times a game. He just, he looks good. So I'm sticking with sunshine and, and uh, somebody else can ride with Purdy. Brad, what do
1: you got? Yeah, I, I, I will say basically the same thing, but in a little bit different words, Purdy definitely gives you that floor. He's got a pretty decent completion percentage low yardage, but he's going to give you a couple touchdowns just because of how efficient that offense is. So if you have some weird like points per completion scoring and stuff like that, Purdy might offer a little bit of a higher floor, but I think his, his floor is high enough to where it doesn't really matter where Trevor Lawrence outside of last week against good defenses, he was not good. So is that a fluke? Are you ready, ready to roll with it? And me personally, I think you gotta roll with it. He gives you that higher ceiling. You're in it to win it. And if you if you go out like I did against a fellow SGPN member and Miranda, J. Mark's wifey on Twitter, uh, I had Trevor Lawrence on the bench for Aaron Rodgers and lost by two points. And if I'd have played Trevor Lawrence, I'd have won by about 20. So don't go out like me, trust T Law and roll roll the dice this week. All
0: right. And then coming in from Depot, co-creator of Dynasty Dorks, PPR, one flex. He has a pretty sick team. Um, Let's see all the options here. Garrett Wilson, Christian Kirk, J.K. Dobbins, Ezekiel Elliott, Raheem Mostert, and DeAndre Swift. Currently checking on the ECR. I believe Garrett Wilson is top of the list.
1: Brad? Brad? Yeah, I'm rolling Dobbins or Garrett Wilson there. Um, I like seeing the Thursday slate, having a player in there, being able to kind of judge what you need to do with the remainder of your lineup for the rest of this week's games, most of which are on Saturday and then your Monday night game. Uh, So I'm okay rolling Garrett Wilson out, but I do think I lean J.K. Dobbins uh, just because he's looked good the last two weeks. He's rushed for over 120 yards the last two weeks. Uh, and I think you're gonna see much of the same from him this week with Tyler Huntley continuing to be the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Yeah, and Zach Wilson's just an X Factor. He could go out there. Um, so yeah, let's 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 go Dobbins. And so um again, make sure you guys follow up, make sure you guys check out all the other shows on SGPN. Um, let's let's talk about tonight's show. So we're gonna get into players you need to move on from. We talked about players that you should stash players that you should buy low. If you're making ads, you have to make drops and it's not the time of the season to just sit back whether you're in it or out, always be making moves. You'd be surprised who's out there on the waiver wire because right now there's not a lot of active people. So guys like Juwan Johnson might be out there. Zonovan Knight was available in 45% of leagues. Like, there are guys out there, but when you make a move, you have to get rid of guys. And everybody, everybody listening has that one or two guys on their roster. Sometimes it's on every one of their rosters. And they are just like, if I drop him, if I drop him, this is going to happen. The Will Fullers of the world, the Sammy Watkins of the world. We're going to talk about those guys tonight. And Brett and I are going to do a little, little couples therapy between you and those players. And tell you, it's time to move on. Just tell, call Sammy and just say, you know what, Sammy, it's you. It's it's not me. It's time to to go. And get rid of Sammy before Christmas. You don't got to send him a gift. So, Brad, let's start it off. What quarterback should we be moving on for?
1: Yeah, I think one who people were not necessarily surprised with his ability to come in and play as the backup quarterback and produce decent fantasy production for you. Uh, but he's not that X factor. He's not that guy that's taking you to the next level. And that's going to be t- Taylor Heineke from the Washington Commanders. Look, he's an unrestricted free agent next year. He's 29. And yes, he's probably played well enough to get him a decent deal somewhere else as the backup. He's not going in and going to lead a team and be excellent for your fantasy, uh, you know, your fantasy roster moving forward. So I think finding the a way to package him in a deal, which I think a lot of these players are going to take to getting to get done and package a two for one Taylor Heineke plus a player to upgrade at a wide receiver, upgrade at a running back position, especially in a super flex league. Uh, I think it's time to move on from him while he still has some value and, and some of that uh, starts to rub off in the off season.
0: Yeah. And we just don't know what's going to happen. They have Carson Wentz is on the roster next year. Sam Howell's on the roster next year. There's rumors that they wanted Jimmy uh, Garoppolo last season. We got some other free agents that could be out there. Um, You know, Gardner Minshew is going to be playing this weekend. He could be trying to drum up some business. And speaking of drumming up business, they're selling the franchise. And so changing of ownership and things like that could come with some other changes. You know, if the commanders were to lose the rest of the games, the rest of the season, do they retain the coaching staff? So a lot to think about, a lot to go. Any other quarterbacks we should be talking about.
1: No, I think Sam Howell's another one of those guys that you probably think about trying to move on from. I'm not sure how you do that in a dynasty league right now. I think the the narrative you can kind of push is, hey, Carson Wentz is clearly not the guy. Taylor Heineke is an unrestricted free agent. Sam Howell may get a chance there. I don't think in the grand scheme of things that's a true statement, but- Sometimes you got to just sell your players a little bit if you're looking to move on from them. And I think that might be a way to get him in instead of a third round pick. Right. You got a lot of those deals that it's a player in a third or a player in a second. If you can make it a player and Sam Howell and hold that draft pick, I think that's a win for you, because not only do you get the roster spot, you get to hold on to that third round pick as well.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to talk to you about your veterans. I mean, there's just veteran quarterbacks out there that you need to move on from. Um, And so age of apex is, it's important if you're new to dynasty, um, what that really means is like where the players are going to peak and what's the range. And so players are going to gain or lose value throughout their career. And there's a lot of data that shows the age ranges that support what's the prime years for a player. And as someone, as far as value, you want to get out before it's too late and you want to make sure that you're buying players before they pop. And so quarterbacks, you know, they really don't have a lot of trade value in single quarterback leagues. Um, so mainly, you know, in your, your two quarterback leagues, quarterbacks have that trade value. Tom Brady's the exception to the rule, but the the peak age for quarterbacks has been age 33. Um, and that's where everything after that is, is, is the downslide. And so looking at players that are older than that, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, and then you, Russell Wilson's 33. I think he may have turned 34 recently. And then Derek Carr is getting up there and you have, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's 30, he's, he's 30. So he's safe right now for a couple more years. And then, you know, two guy, two young guys that I, I don't think are going to pop. Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. They're starting this weekend. If you can move them for anything, do it. Yep. Do it. I tried. I tried to move Desmond Ritter before he played last week because I kind of knew it was going to (laughs) happen. Now I got to hold him. So hopefully he does something this weekend so I can move him. But move those guys. They're not going to be on their team that that much longer, and they're going to continue to lose value when they don't play. Anything else on quarterbacks, they're going to check in with the sponsors.
1: No, I'm, I'm good at the quarterback position.
0: All right, let's check in with the sponsors real quick. You want to take this one?
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so we've talked about these guys before, and we're going to talk about them again. If you haven't checked them out, you need to, and I'm talking about WinBet. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of states. We read them to you earlier. We're, we're going to save it from you again. And there are tons of ways to win, including live betting, and my personal favorite, same-game parlays. It's plus for our hashtag DGENs only. you got to try your luck at Wimbet's parlay wheel. They have great promos, odds, and payouts, and they're happening right now at Wimbet. So if you're ready to play, sign up today and receive our special offer, bet $100, win $100. It is limited to state availability. There are so many things to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
0: And we already mentioned the SGPN Mini Helmet Contest plus the football bingo. Don't forget to enter the SGP Mini helmet contest. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com helmet to enter. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com helmet. Football bingo is back. Just go download the SGPN app, go to free contest, download it. They'll give you your bingo card. And as those players score, you get marks. And if you get the bingo, it's so easy and it's, it's fun. It makes a little, little, little extra game. It makes the game a little extra fun. And then on top of it, you get to win a hundred dollar gift card at the SGPN um, store exclusively on the SGPN app. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about running backs. So Brad, give me a running back that I need to move on from.
1: Yeah. So the first one I feel like is pretty obvious, but I'm sure a bunch of people are holding him (laughs) because he is a free agent. He's not on a team. Uh, Well, this guy's on a team right now, but that is Damian Harris, currently running back for the new England Patriots. He's disappeared. He has officially been unseated as the RB1 there with Ramondre Stevenson. The Stevens season, right, that we talked about before the season started and into the coming early weeks of the season. But look, this guy is a first and second down runner. He's not a third down guy. He's your goal line guy. So in half point, full point PPRs, this dude is nothing but a roster clogger to begin with if he doesn't get a touchdown. AK, look at Nick Chubb this week, and I'm not comparing him to Nick Chubb, but Nick Chubb goes 99 yards, but no touchdown, no catches, and gets you nine points. That's not a good thing in standard type leagues or even half point and full point PPR. So Damon Harris needs that touchdown. It's a pretty stacked running back class, not to mention we have some major free agent running backs in Miles Sanders and Damien, or I'm sorry, David Montgomery and Tony Pollard, guys like that. Uh, that will be looking for jobs. Josh Jacobs, I didn't even mention, uh, in the offseason, right? Whether they stay with their team or they go somewhere else, Damian Harris is the bottom of the barrel, and he is nothing but a roster clogger in the grand scheme of things. So if you can move him and a pick to move up in the draft, that's something I would recommend doing, right? Take that late second. Damian Harris, try to get an early second. Nobody's going to move anything of first-round value for Damian Harris, but that's the kind of deal I'd be looking to move to get Damian Harris off your roster.
0: Yeah. And Damian Harris is the perfect example for someone with high efficiency that you should have moved on from last offseason. Yep. So when you are at the end of the year, looking at evaluating your roster, you're going to look at guys that, you know, you feel like overperformed, and you're expecting regression and you're going to try to move them. And if you're in a league with a bunch of sharp people, they're probably not going to give you much for them, but it's not a bad idea to go check it out. And like Brad said, don't just go and say, well, I am gonna. I want a first-round pick for Damian Harris. I want a second-round pick for Damian Harris. Be creative. I'll give you a, a late second to move up to the early second. Give me, you know, a, a, another player that I like that, you know. And so see what you can get with all these guys. But, again, evaluate some of these players, and we'll talk about it during the offseason, some of these high-efficiency regression candidates. And Damian Harris was one last year that I didn't have him on my roster and I would have tried to move him. But he was one I was telling people to sell, 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 yep. expect the regression, and and uh, it happened. So to talk about running backs, um, You know, I, checked, I I wrote an article a few months ago and uh, really interesting stuff about running backs. In the past 10 seasons, 85% of the top 12 finishes have come from running backs between the ages of 22 and 28. Most of these players, 65% or over 65%, were between the ages of 23 and 26. And so you look around the league and you're looking at some of these running backs that are older. It's time to move on. And again, you, especially with running backs, you want to move on before it's too late. You look at guys like James Connor and Leonard Fournette last year during the offseason, If you would have traded them to somebody last December, you would have gotten a lot more than you would this December. And they, they do have some value right now, but it's just not the same. So looking at, RBs over the age of 25. Cause we're saying guys that are going to be 26 next year or 27 or 28. Looking at, you know, Mark Ingram, you're not going to anything for him. Cordero Patterson, probably not going to get much either. Rex Burkhead, Melvin Gordon, all those guys have moved on, but you would have gotten some value for these guys last year. Cordero Patterson. Yep. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon at
1: the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah. You would have gotten some value. So here's a guy that some people, you probably can't trade him right now. If you're in the championship. But if you're not in the championship and you don't have a trade deadline, you need to trade Derrick Henry. He's 29 years old. He's had, he's got a thousand touches in the last three years. Like you got to move on. Alvin Kamara, he's going to be 28. And he may be 28 now because this article was written a few months ago. Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, Kareem Hunt, Christian, you know, Christian McCaffrey's where the cutoff is. But Christian McCaffrey is going to be 27 years old next year. That's someone where you, you probably can't trade him. But it's it's going to happen at some point. Nick yep. Chubb, 26, and so you have Joe Mixon's 26, Tony Pollard and Saquon are 25, Dave Montgomery's 25, Miles Sanders 25, Damian Harris 25. So those are the guys that I mentioned before, you know, before the Christian McCaffreys and Nick Chubbs. move them, move them. Because it's just going to get worse. These are descending assets. They are not ascending assets. So move on from them. If you can go and acquire them for super cheap to win the ship this year, I get it. That's fine. But if you have them on your team and you're not a championship person right now or you don't need them for some reason, move on before it's too late.
1: Brad, any more more on the running backs? We're going to go to the receivers. Yeah, two. One, I'm just going to say the name because he fits in the narrative that you're talking about now, and that's Jarek McKinnon. If you do not have a trade deadline, find that contender that just wants a piece and see if you can get a late third for him. Literally, I'd even take a fourth for Jarek McKinnon right now because I think he's going to be dead next season. He's an unrestricted free agent. He'll be 31. It's time to move on right? He's got some amount of value. Get it. Now the other guy that kind of falls outside of your wheelhouse because he's not yet 26. That is, um, Oh my God. Uh, Devin Singletary. I started to say Damian Singletary, uh, Devin Singletary current running back for the Buffalo bills. Again, unrestricted free agent. He has also proven that he can be that hyper efficient guy getting you five plus yards per carry when he's touching the ball, like 10 times a game. Let somebody else deal with that. Another one of those prime candidates to move him and a late third for a late second or something like that. I'd be looking to try to move from the third to the second round with Devin Singletary because I think he brings a little bit more value than some of the guys that we talked about before.
0: Yeah, and, and don't take the first offer. Get the first offer. Go around the league. Don't be asking for a first round pick. Don't be asking for a high second round pick. See if you can get a late second. I, I think you could probably get an early third or multiple thirds for McKinnon right now because yeah. those guys are desperate for players. And McKinnon versus what's on the waiver wire, he's he's hot right now. Yep. And, and yep. Y- you got to go after that. And so uh, I, I wouldn't take a fourth for him because I don't think fours have any value. Um, but I would, I would try to move him as soon as possible. I think that's a great call. Um, let's talk about receivers. And so – um, I'm going to go through this and, and check your list out. So receivers, oh, their prime years are between the age of 23 and 30. So the average around 27 is kind of that, you know, that age of apex you're looking for. And 30 is the cliff. 30 is not the, the age you're looking for. It's the cliff. Um, so uh, you're, you're not waiting two or three years for them to f- develop anymore. These guys are hitting the league and they're going hard. You're seeing Justin Jefferson. You're seeing Jamar Chase. This year, you're seeing Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. I mean, these guys are, are hitting the ground running, and you're not having to wait till 25, 26 years old to, to see the production. But guys that you should have moved on from, you should have moved on from Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson. It's too late. Adam Thielen, you might be able to have a little bit with him. Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, as much as these were buy low candidates, they're also move on guys because. Keenan Allen is 30, Tyler Lockett is 30, DeAndre Hopkins is 30 years old. And some players age a little different. They all come in shapes and sizes. Some play outside, some play inside. Some have had major injuries, some have not. But Cooper Cup, player you you should have moved on from. It was too too late now. You're not going to get a lot. The Stafford News does help. Devontae Adams is 29 years old. And I got people arguing with me, we signed a five year contract. He's gonna Devontae Adams is not gonna continue to be what he is at the age of 36.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, Mike Evans is someone that someone told me today that's he's on his move on list. And I was like, Yep, just traded Mike Evans in all my leagues, and I'm happy about it. Um, Tyree Kill obviously don't want to move on right now, but he's 29, so he's on the on the fringe. Stephon Diggs is on the fringe. Mario Cooper's 28, Mike Williams is 28, and
1: then Michael Thomas is 28. Yes, so my guys, three of the four of them fit exactly into your narrative where you say they're in their prime. These guys are 26, going on their age 27 season next year. So number one, Russell Gage, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, Tom Brady was all excited. He said, that's the guy I want. They bring him in, and they just don't use him. He doesn't get utilized enough to even warrant really a roster spot right now. He is nothing but a bench clogger. And pretty much anytime you've plugged him in, you've been disappointed with it. He does still have one year left on his deal. And they can't really get out from under him right now. So he's likely going to be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. But so is Mike Evans and so is Chris Godwin. So he's still third fiddle, if anything, with a team that doesn't have Tom Brady. And he's coming off the best game
0: of the season. I mean, he played really well this weekend. He, one game. Right. Uh, it's just... it's a first, And he's been, he's been not been healthy.
1: Time. Yeah, He's not been healthy. But yeah, he, if you're going to sell somebody, you want to sell it off a good game. Now's the time. Yeah. The next one is Jacoby Myers. Again, another 26-year-old wide receiver. Current wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. Use that to your advantage and move on from him. I think... He's shown that he can do some things for you. He's okay, but he's not a guy that you feel good about putting into your flex. So those are the guys you package with a pick or another player to get a top-end talent or a higher-end talent or higher draft pick in general. And the next one, this one hurts my heart a little bit, and it's Curtis Samuel. I've been preaching Curtis Samuel ever since he got drafted and he had a, a couple good seasons in Carolina, and he came in last year. He got hurt with Washington when they when they brought him in, and this season, he's had a really good season, even with multiple different quarterbacks playing, but look, they can get out from under him. They just spent the number 16 pick, number 16 overall in the first round on Jahan Dotson. They're not going to continue to roll him out there as the third fiddle in that offense, so he's going to You'll see Curtis Samuel drop, even if he is with the team next season, and then his his contract's up after that. So then he's going to be a 28-year-old wide receiver looking for a new team who's never really exploded onto the scene. I think he's slowly going to start to die out. While he may have some good games next year, like Dave said earlier, a year early is the time to get out from underneath some of these guys, and I think Curtis Samuel is another one of those. So any anything on those three guys before I do my last one? Go ahead. No, so my last guy is a younger guy. There was a lot of hype around him. A lot of people saying he is the number two in a high-flying offense. That is the Buffalo Bills, and that is Gabe Davis, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Only 23 years old. Going to be 24 next year. But look, through the same number of games as he played last year, he actually has one less target, the exact same number of receptions at 35, He only has 50 more yards, and he only has one more touchdown. And that's with Cole Beasley and all the talk about him being the number two target on the team, and there it is. It's just the way the Buffalo Bills offense runs, it's Stephon Diggs and everybody else. It may be Isaiah McKenzie. It may be Jameson Crowder. It may be um, James uh, Cook. James Cook. It may be uh, Dawson Dawson Knox. It's just – it's whoever's open outside of Stefan Diggs. There is no preference in targets, and you see that every single week, and I just don't see it changing. Look, I love Gabe Davis coming out of UCF. I thought he was a kind of underrated receiver coming out, so I was really happy to say, hey, look, this guy's number two in targets now, and it just hasn't come to fruition. It's his third year. The third year breakout didn't happen. I think because of the trade value you can get from him right now and the fact that he's playing with the Buffalo Bills still, you could probably get quite a bit for him right now.
0: Yeah, and there's probably some running backs out there that we could list off. And if you guys think of any, you can hit us up, SGPN Fantasy Football. Should I drop these guys? Um, so I'll give you a couple running backs. Daryl Henderson.
1: It's, he's gone. He's done. Drop him. Yep. even um, the
0: Michael Carter.
1: I would try to trade him if I could in some kind of package deal, but it's time to move on.
0: Uh, running backs, I'm drawing some blanks on, but receivers, I got a bunch. So receivers, Will Fuller. Somebody out there has Will Fuller on their dynasty team.
1: <laughs> it's it's time to drop. I mean, he went an entire season without being picked up by anybody. Like, it's, it's time to move on.
0: Uh, Julio Jones.
1: Move on. AJ Green.
0: Move on. LaVisca Chenault.
1: I might stash him. I might. Stash
0: Campbell. Him. I'm
1: holding. <laughs>
0: we know. We know. <laughs> uh, uh, what, was, what was the other one I was thinking of? Uh, Odo Beckham Jr.
1: Uh, I don't want anything to do with him. I'd, I'd let somebody else have that freaking mind. Terrence Marshall. No, I'm moving on. No, I said stash Chenault. You, know, you got to stash Marshall. Elijah I Moore. I can't do that. I'm holding. I'm holding. He's looked good the last couple of weeks, at least from a volume perspective. Uh, I think they'll continue to figure out how to get him more. Get involved. Aries Toney. Hold.
0: So um, those are some guys that people are going to to think about when they're making these moves. Um, you know, if you guys think of anybody else, let me know. Not every, not every league is the same shape or size. Not every league has the same player, you know, same type of uh, experience as far as dynasty. So in some of your leagues, you know, a lot of these guys, um, it's impossible to drop them because you're in 16 team, you know, 40 man roster leagues and everybody's rostered. I got a wide
1: receiver for you. It's looked pretty good since, since Lamar's been out and since Bateman's gone on IR Demarcus Robinson. Is that a guy you're holding, you dropping him because he's he's the epitome. You got him off the waiver wire. You had a couple huge games out of him, and then the offseason comes. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this guy?
0: Listen, I I, I am the I am the Jarek McKinnon and Demarcus Robinson guy. I was, you know, when and you do Scott Fishbowl and it says like who was the like, who were the earliest? Like th- those guys were my guys. This is not this year. This wasn't this year, but like yeah. Back when Jerk McKinnon was supposed to be the guy in San Francisco. In San
1: Fran, they yep.
0: And, and De- Demarcus Robinson was coming up. And so I was the highest guy in the entire Scott Fishbowl. He was both Kansas
1: City, right, Robinson?
0: Yeah, yeah. No. that didn't work out. Um, so moving on. <laughs> um, don't go get those guys. So um, let's talk about tight ends. So tight ends are difficult because when you get a good one, you got to stick to it. And they do age a little differently, but – you know, it, it's interesting 88.7 percent of the peak seasons for tight ends happen before the age of 32. So the points directly from that this points directly at Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz, who are good tight ends, but they're older. So you know, let's let's take the question because I know we're in a time crunch, and then let's get into the tight ends. Choose one at flex, etn Zonovan, Judy, or Evans, leaning ETN also has D hop at wide receiver two could choose one of the receivers over him. The quarterback situation is pretty bad. I think it's Is it trace McSorley for, um, Arizona. Yep. for Arizona? So Brad, let's go with the flex question. Would you go
1: ETN over the rest of the group? I I'm leaning to ETN, but I don't hate Jerry Judy. I mean, with Russ coming, even with Russ out, Jerry Judy, it, he looks to be the primary guy in Denver and if it's if it is PPR like like Dave you, I saw you put in the chat uh then I th- I think he might be the play here. ETN's not getting those uh targets and uh the the defense he's seeing tonight against the Jets is not really great for running backs. So uh I might actually lean Judy out of the four of them.
0: Quentin Williams is back. Um so yeah, this this is a tough one, um, you know, because of the quarterback situation. Um, so what I'm looking at, you know, as far as my rankings right now and just going through my flex and who do I have? Um, I don't know why it's giving me a hard time right now. I have. I have ETN as the top guy out of this question. And then um, the second guy that I have is Mike Evans. and so. Um, I just I had to drop DeAndre Hopkins down based on the quarterback situation. I know ETN, I know Evans is tough. You got Evans against you know Byron Murphy in that defense, but um, let's let's see where I have where do I have Judy in this one?
1: Yeah, I could not trust Mike Evans in a lineup in playoffs. I I can't do it because he literally could give you zero points or one catch for one yard. Uh, I get
0: it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Hope that helps, man. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I can, I can, I can definitely get down with the Judy call over, over Hopkins and, and Evans yep. in a PPR setting. So I can go with that, especially if Sutton's out. And then I'll move Judy up. Um, to start, two we got full PPR Latavius Murray, Najee Harris, Raheem Moster, and Tyler Algier.
1: Uh, full PPR, who's, uh, who's Pittsburgh play this week? I don't know off the top of my head um uh, Pittsburgh gee, they're playing the Raiders so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Najee out of this group for me start two um then the other one is dependent on if Jeff Wilson is playing or not if he is I don't know if he's still questionable or not or if he's cleared that um I'd roll Mostert uh if Wilson is playing I'm rolling Latavius Murray let Algiers not touching the lineup
0: Yeah, and Latavius Murray is questionable. Um, Jeff Wilson almost played last week, which makes me think he'll probably play this week. And Algiers has been sneaky good. Uh, Baltimore is not a team you want to run against, but he's very quietly been pretty good. And I want to give him some love because people don't realize it. They don't realize how good Algiers has been. He could run for 1,000 yards this year, and he didn't even start the whole year. Um, but I'm gonna go with Harris and Murray if Murray plays. If Murray doesn't play, then give me uh give me Mostert. Um and uh and then we'll go with that. So Harris and Murray, Mostert is the pivot. Um if Jeff Wilson does play, does that change anything for you with Algier Mostert?
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm not gonna play Mostert if if Wilson is playing. If Wilson does not play, I I might plug Mostert. I would plug Mostert in over Latavius Murray.
0: And and here's the thing with Algier. And, and so again, I think people forget how how good he's been. I'm gonna look it up. I mean, but- he
1: had a really. You might have a little bit of recency bias because he did have a pretty big game last week against the Saints. But outside of that. I mean, has he topped 50 yards more than maybe two or three times? I, I don't know. He's
0: getting at least 10 touches. So he's had 50, 50 plus yards in, in three games in a row before last week's big game. And so last week was 139. Before that, it was 55, 54, and 52. He's averaging about five yards a carry. Last week was huge. And he has, you know, as far as touchdowns, he only has two on the season. Um, but with – You know, Caleb Huntley out for the season with that injury. You're going to see a little bit of an uptick with that. Um, Pick two, Knight, White, Dobbins. White and Dobbins.
1: Yeah, it's not even close for me.
0: Yeah. And then we got Zay Jones or Zonovan tonight. Um,
1: What do you got, Brad? I don't. So here's the deal. The smart play is probably Zonovan Knight. But let me tell you. I would probably lose my shit if Zay Jones had another one another Zay Jones game and just exploded and he was on my bench in the playoffs. So I, I I'm I'm gonna say Zay Jones right now. What concerns me is is Zonovan
0: Knight being banged up. Um so I will go Zay Jones and stay in the flames. And yep. it just concerns me that that you know, you saw what Zonovan Knight did last week. But it was partly due to matchup, but partly due to him getting hurt.
1: Yeah, I wish I had the number off the top of my head. But, I mean, with Christian Kirk there, Christian Kirk's going to be the guy in the slot most of the time, which means Zay Jones is going to see sauce quite a bit.
0: And uh, have- If and- Zay
1: Jones is playing some snaps in the slot, then I think he's got a little bit more of a an opportunity. But if he's outside most of the snaps, and like I said, I don't have that number off the top of my head now. Um, it could be a really, really rough day for Zane. Well,
0: here's here's the, the thing. Zach Wilson coming into the offense and Michael Carter being healthy, his targets went from three to five to two to zero. Zero targets last week for Zonovan Knight, and he was making a lot of his damage in that. And so he had 13 carries for 23 yards. Detroit defense has been very tough against the run. I expected a couple passes to be able to offer a floor, Zero targets with Zach Wilson. And so when we talked about it last week, that was before the quarterback change. So I'm going to stick with Zay Jones.
1: Yeah. So and I, I yeah. So I, I looked up while you were talking. I trust Zay Jones because he's seen just as many targets in the slot as Christian Kirk. He's seen 102 targets in the slot. Whereas, or I'm sorry, I never mind. Never, never mind. I take it back. He's only seen 24%. Of his targets in the slot, whereas Christian Kirk has seen eight, almost seventy six percent. So I'm, I might, I might play Zonovan Knight because okay. he's going to see Zay, he's going to see Sauce Gardner most of the night, which is Definitely. not a good matchup for him. And,
0: and I got, I got Evan six spots higher okay. for versus Zay Jones. All right, well, let's get to the tight end to get out of here, sir. I uh, appreciate you guys checking in. Would appreciate a follow if you can. Um, but I'm going Evans over Zay in this question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't like it. It feels gross because I'm not a Mike Evans guy, but, um, listen,
0: I was at the draft when Zay Jones got drafted and I had a beer bet on over or under 45 with Danny Pogue Depot from earlier. And when Zay Jones got drafted early, he had to go get me a beer. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a good one. Um, Let's talk about tight ends. So we talked about how age of apex age, you know, 32 is the cliff. You're looking at like 28 to 29 is kind of the peak years we got, you know, Kittle is in that range. You have uh, Darren Waller's in that range. You have tra- Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz are above the range. And that's why people are uh, at what uh, sports podcast. just follow, follow us here. Um, but yeah, I don't know the question. Um, what do you got as far as tight ends we should move on from?
1: Yeah. So the first one, I think you might've missed your opportunity early on in the season. And that's going to be Tyler Higby, the tight end for the Los Angeles Rams and the dumpster fire that is there right now with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, uh, the running back room, uh, Allen Robinson, the whole thing is just a mess. And Tyler Higby was getting heavily targeted early on. Uh, and that has since kind of died down. He will be a it is, it's his age 30 season next year. Uh, he, even though he's on track for the most targets of his career, he's still going to be at his worst yardage over like the last four years since the last four years. So he's not really getting better. He's not a guy that I want to hold on to. It's time to move on again. If you can package him and a pick to go get a Dallas Goddard or package him in a pick to go get somebody like a Greg Dulcich or a Cole Komet or some of these younger guys that are up and coming in their offenses. I'd be looking to make that move from Tyler Higby. Uh, second one, I'm just going to say the name and kind of move on. That's Dawson Knox for very much the same reason that we talked about uh, moving on from Gabe Davis. It's just if anybody outside of Stephon Diggs is not worth really rostering right now uh, because if they don't get a touchdown, they're not worth anything. Uh, but the other guy to kind of think through is Hunter Henry. And we saw last season, he was pretty heavy red zone guy. He got a lot of touchdowns last year. Uh, and that's kind of been his MO since he's been in the league. He's been a big touchdown guy. And this year, it just hasn't come to fruition. They paid him. They paid John Smith. And it's just because you have that contract stability with him, mm-hmm. I'd be looking to try to move on from him. Hey, he's the guy. He, You know, they're going to be moving on from Devontae Parker. They don't really have anybody else there. Jacoby Myers is out. Hunter Henry will see an uptick in targets. This is the narrative I'm telling people. This is not the narrative I actually believe, right? So I think getting out from underneath him, you've got a little bit of narrative that you can push and also be able to uh, uh, get a little bit out of him right now.
0: Yeah, and, you know, some of these guys are going to be hard to trade because you're not going to get – you're not going to get – um, much value back. But um, as far as the uh, the tight ends, you know, some of these guys that are coming out of nowhere, like Juwan Johnson, Gerald Everett, what are you doing with them um, as far as, you know?
1: I, if, if my trade deadline's still open, I'm moving those guys to a contender for what I can get. I mean, if you think Gerald Everett, for instance, right? He's almost, I think he's 29 as well going into his age 30 season. If you think he was there with Tyler Higby, right? They were a little duo there for a little while in uh, LA, uh, maybe even St. Louis at that point in time when that happened. Uh, So I'm looking to try to get him into a contender's hands right now as well. Uh, You know, he doesn't go from, from the Rams to Seattle, to the Chargers and all of a sudden be this great tight end that you can rely on from season to season. So I'm looking to try to get out from under him as well.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, with tight ends, if you can stash a tight end in your draft and and let him cook on the uh, on the taxi squad, that is what you want to do. But I would recommend drafting tight ends high. Startup, dynasty, redraft everywhere. So as far as um tight ends, I'm in I'm in five playoffs. I'm playing against Kelsey in two. I am rostering Kelsey in three. In one of the leagues, I have Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Ooh. In the league that I that I don't have Kelsey, the two that I don't have Kelsey, I have Andrews and I have Schultz. So these are all guys that have been, you know, top five, top six tight ends this year. Schultz is not in the top five, top six right now, but all it's going to take is one, you one good contract? game. It's going to one good game and jump up. I'm just about Oh, this you're year. talking
1: about yearly rankings.
0: I'm just about this year. Oh, and so those guys, those guys are going to do it on a year, year to year basis. And for dynasty, yes, you want to be thinking a couple years out. I'm not looking ten years out. And we'll see what happens with Schultz's contract and all that. But at the end of the day, Schultz is very likely to finish as a top six, top seven tight end this year. He did it last year. And that kind of production is hard to find. And I do think the Cowboys re-sign him. He's vital to the offense. Dak likes him. And they've been so much better with him there. And so you're you're not going to get the George Kittle, Mark Andrews kind of numbers, but the targets are there. And if you can get a guy that gets 100 targets – I guarantee he's a top twelve tight end. Yep. Most likely, he's higher. If he can get a thousand air yards, he's most likely going to be in the top six. And so that's where Schultz doesn't get those air yards that you know TJ Hawkinson or Darren Waller gets. No,
1: but but his targets coupled with the touchdowns that he gets puts him in that top six range for sure.
0: Yeah, um, just going back to those. Uh, let's let's talk about those rankings. So I have Pollard at nine, Stevenson at eleven. I have Montgomery at 17, Ezekiel Elliott at 18, and Kenneth Walker at 22. I'll probably end up moving Walker up. He's questionable, but today was some movement, so I'll I'll definitely move Walker up in the rankings. And I'll probably have him above Zeke. I don't finish all my rankings on Thursday. I really just am worried about the Thursday guys. But at the end of the day, I'm going to end up
1: weekly rankings.
0: What was that? You're talking
1: weekly rankings. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay.
0: just, he's just asking weekly questions. Oh, so um, unless these are dynasty questions, let me know. But um, just talking weekly where we're at this week um, is what I took the questions at. So, um, and Hey, a little pat on my own back got nine last week in fantasy pros, number two overall on tight ends. Um, the week before, I think I was sixth in receivers receivers has been my best all year. And, of course, last week when I was nine overall, receivers was my worst position. Um, but I, I was better than half, and that, that's my real goal. Top 10 was amazing. Um, but, but normally I've been right around that that halfway point, but I'm starting to starting to feel it a little bit. And so we'll see how tonight rankings go. But, uh, hey, man, we're past 45 minutes. We're trying to make these a little shorter. Mechie to go. Shout out to Mechie. We talked earlier about, about Winnie. Yep. Shout out to Winnie. Hey Winnie, hope you have an amazing Christmas and congratulations on on your your big news. And uh everyone please reminder caringbridge.org search for Winnie Volnoggle. Yep. Did I say that correctly? That's right. Yeah. Um and shout out to John Mechie And he's in remission as well. Um he was one of our dynasty stashes last week. Um people don't forget about him and man those dynasty stashes, everybody I had on that list, including Gardner Minshew, has seen an increase. Um, Deion Jackson was on my list. Yeah. John Johnson was on my list. Rashid Shahid was on my list. Guys that you should be stashing, guys that should be in, you know, increasingly rostered, they're all hitting. And Gardner Minshew's a free agent next year. I don't really? think Gardner is a top-tier quarterback, but I do think he's better than average. And I'm looking at average as far as like including some of the backups – But I think Gardner Minshew is going to, you know, he's going to be on a roster next year and he could be one of those guys that maybe gets a bridge type of a contract if something opens up and he plays well the rest of the year. The Eagles are so far in front that they could rest Jalen Hurts. And so um, we'll see what happens. But I, I check out my TikToks at Dynasty Dorks. A lot of Gardner Minshew content this week because I did one one post and then people started coming at me, and I just became the biggest Gardner Minshew defender. Um, I, I love that guy. I wish he wasn't on the Eagles so bad. I I would cheer for him so much harder. I'm maybe he'll it. be the
1: Giants quarterback next year.
0: Maybe, maybe he'll be the Giants quarterback next year, and I'll be just rocking a mustache every episode.
1: That's right. That's see. right.
0: But yeah, check out my my. I got one that's that's. One of my Minshew's once its up to like eighty thousand views. It's going a little, you know, not mini viral, Um, but yeah, Minshew's. Uh, I think Minshew's going to be a, a solid play. A lot of Minshew questions this week, and so my my biggest answer is I think he's going to be a safe floor guy, similar to a Purdy. I have him at QB seventeen right now. Give me two hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, maybe fifteen to twenty yards rushing. He had four hundred yards rushing his rookie year last year when he when he played against the two games, 21 and 19 points. So he's going to give you about 20 points in your leagues. I don't think he goes out and falls flat in his face. And I think last year he did not have as good of a situation. AJ Brown wasn't there. The offensive line wasn't as good. Miles Sanders was banged up. You could see Minshew go out there. I don't think he's going to go win you the week, but I do think he's someone that could offer you that floor. Brock Purdy could offer you the same type of, of production, that 200, you know, 200 yards, two TDs. All right. Well, hey, guys. Good luck this week. Let us know if we helped you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Cheers.